Hey guys, Montel here, and welcome to this edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel. You know, it's for 2022 yes. today. Yay! Yes. And I'm celebrating in Denver, Colorado, and I'll be speaking to the world's largest 420 celebration, the Mile High 420 Festival today, about the importance of the continued advocacy for cannabis in an effort to finally end cannabis prohibition once and for all. And today, I am joined with my friend, Mr. Redman, who's in town too. He's been performing today, or performing today, he performed last night. He's performing tonight out of the Red Rocks with Mr. Method Man. And for most of you who know Red Man, or if you don't, let me remind you that he needs no introduction. He's an iconic rapper whose career spans over three decades. And besides his very successful music career, he starred in numerous films and video games. He just released a brand new song today. Come on now. That'll be everybody's going to be talking about it. I know. And he signed a brand new executive producer deal. Uh, and director of The Dab Bros. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, that's who's been saying the yeses in the background, Mr. Redman, Reggie Nabal. <laughs> what's good? What's good? What's, <laughs> what's good, good brother? Hey, man, I'm telling you, we're here in Denver. I, I'm glad to be with you, man. Finally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Two years. We've spoken twice in the last two years, hunkered down in our own places. That's right. That's right. And and we uh working with the National Cannabis Party now. We're just doing big things. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to get to that. We're okay. going to talk a little bit about the National Cannabis Party because, you know, um, Reggie and a few friends actually founded what is the first politically or well, first governmentally sanctioned political party for cannabis. It's called NCP, the National Cannabis Party. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. But this uh, is is one of the organizations or the I'm going to tell you is going to end up becoming the premier organization for moving forward legislation on cannabis, man. I mean, it's That's about right. time. That's right. Yes. Come That's on. Right. And, and, you know, what's ridiculous is that, you know, I, I'm so happy that today is 420, Me and there's going to be celebrations all over the country. That's Thousands right. of people. I mean, here in Denver, Colorado, I think there's supposed to be 60,000 people out here in front of the Capitol, man. Yes. We got to make a mark, and <laughs> you make a mark with the numbers and people. And, you know, all over the country, there's going to be more of these. They won't, they won't hit the 60,000 mark, but, you know, I I'm, I'm, I got to I gotta do a speech. I'm not keynote, but I'm one of the speakers, and... I remember I did this a couple of years back and walked out on that stage and I, I was like just blown away looking across the the heads of all those people. I mean, 60,000. Think about a stadium and nobody's in seats. That's right. Think about, yeah, any college football game, any pro football game. Think about looking around that ring of that stadium and all those people standing on the ground with a blunt or splib in their hands. That's right. That's right. Lighten up. Lighten up. For Lighten. the cause. No, and nobody saying anything. No one. Cops standing around, but turn their back. Better keep your mouth shut. That's right. Well, I don't understand why we can't get that done at the national level. My brother, I tell you, I'm, I was preparing for today's remarks, and I was really thinking to myself, you know, this is a celebration. But at, the cele- at, a, at a celebration of this magnitude, I can't let the opportunity go by to remind people that Come on now, your advocacy is still needed. Absolutely. You think this is all settled and done? It's not. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, I, I was blown away because I get a little research done. You know, I, I don't like I don't like talking to nobody without any research, my brother. And you know, I, I literally dug down a little deep to say, you know, I mean, we've come a long way. There ain't no ifs, ands, and buts in the last. You know, 21 years, and really the last 11 years, we've come really far. We have 18 states that have adult use cannabis, 36 states, and the and the District of Columbia that has medical cannabis. Mm-hmm. Yet, at the same time, I bet you don't notice, brother. I'm, not, I'm just thought. Do you know that 
Since 2010, there have been well over 2 million arrests in America in states for people for minor possession issues of cannabis. That's We're legalizing in one hand, taking all the tax dollars that they can, but then taking more dollars, but putting more brothers in jail. And That's let's right. remind people that 80% of the people who are arrested for cannabis offenses in this country are brown and black. That's right. And we're not 80% of the 80% of the consumers because we're only representing 13, 18% of the entire country. Yes, sir. So, I mean, it just really is disturbing to me that we don't take an opportunity on a day like today. The entire industry doesn't take an opportunity on a day like today to finally put down all of the unnecessary backstabbing and trying to get your little piece of fiefdom come together and say, let's remind this country that we still have people languishing in jail right now with mm-hmm. five, 10, 15 year old year long sentences just for minor possession. That's right. It's it's like at the end of the day, Monty, we a lot of people I think a lot of people have to start really servicing this cannabis industry for the purpose and stop just going for the profit. And you say, hey, amen, you can say and, it ten times. And, and, yeah, exactly. And it's like for people to still be incarcerated for this plant is ridiculous. Wait, wait, let's let's incarcerate this brother, but let this guy make a million dollars. Exactly. It's just ignorant, man. It's no balance. It's no, no balance. fucking balance, man. And you know, everybody's gonna light up at 420 and blow, blow, blow it up in the air, wave it like they just don't care. That's but right. then they don't care about the brothers and sisters that are languishing in jail. That's right. That's why we need these expunge make clinics effective. Not just talk about it. Let's put it in effect. On a day like this, we should be letting a lot of people out of jail as well. On a day like this, everybody that's out there going to put a cloud in the air at 420 should be screaming at the top of their lungs. And they should have a pen and a piece of paper in their hand and write that local senator and congressman and tell them, I'm going to hold you accountable, homeboy. Absolutely. And I'm going to hold you accountable. And that's what the National Cannabis Party is about, uh, holding people accountable. Absolutely. Well, look, man, look, look, before we get to that, because I want to just get some stuff out about okay. you, my brother. I heard you just dropped a brand new song. Jade, light it up like, oh man, I'm telling you, I, I was listening to it before you came down in the elevator. And, you know, not since Mary Jane, exactly. has there been a release of a song that's that powerful? Dedicated to Jane. Get it? Dedicated to Jane. Dedicated brother. to the cannabis industry. Dedicated. It was just a song I wanted to release on 420. Um, I always wanted to re- uh, release a song on 420 dedicating my uh, my sincerity to the cannabis plant. And um, I released Jane last night uh, on Riverton, Giller House, and Empire Records. And like I said, man, it was just a celebration of today, of what it's about. People Not- got to go drop. I, I'm telling you, you can't you can't listen to half the first verse without bopping your head. By, exactly. the, by the time you get to exactly. the end of the first verse, it's like I'm full on, man. That's right. Thank you, brother. No, Thank for you. sure, oh. man. Look, I, let me let you know what a couple people have said. I've already heard some feedback from folks around the country. Mm-hmm. And people have said things like, Red Man never disappoints. That's Fire! Yes. And it ain't no joke. It is fire. Absolutely. And then I had another one said, Red Man in his 50s and making me look forward to it. This cat is too cool. Another one said, Props to the 420 headbanger Red Man. I almost broke my ankles dancing to his walking my daughter to school. And then another one said, I was nine years old when I heard one of his tracks. Now I'm 32, and this man still surprises me. King of Kings. Come hey, on now. God is good. That's what you want to hear, great. man. That's right. That's right. Um, 
you know what? I can say that thanks to all my fans that got to uh, listen to the joint. I know mm-hmm. we in a streaming uh, we in a streaming world now. So right. thanks to everyone that streamed it. Thanks to everyone that's tuned in. But like I said, I'm pushing this song forward for the fight. Hey, I, I, I know it probably didn't shock you, but you know people just heard about it. Man, jumped aboard to hear it last night as soon as you released it. Oh, nice. I didn't hear it. I didn't. Oh, my goodness, man. Yeah, it's all over the place. People talk about it. You thought that's going to blow up real quick. Okay, thank you. Thank Absolutely, you. Absolutely, brother. Yes. Charlie, next time you do a video, call me, though, because I'll be in it for you. Big facts. You got to be in it. We got to do it. So I got to do a song specially just for that. And oh, I my goodness. Oh, man, come on now. I'll yes. jump. I'll, I'll do whatever you need me to do. Thank you, brother. I will be there. I'll yes, be on, on the garbage can. I'll do whatever. All right? Hey. All right, my hey. brother. Oh. Well, look, I mean, you know, you just announced that you'll be joining the Dab Roast as executive producer and director for season two tell us a little bit about the show and why you got excited to be involved in it um first of all the dad roast was a project of a friend of mine scott and uh, me and him been doing a lot of work for the last like 10 plus years um and he had this uh platform that he invited me to do an interview on and i think it's a great idea what he got but it needed some paint it needed mm-hmm. some paint where it ain't and a lot of things can be touched on far as the cannabis culture that I didn't see in the uh, in his platform. So I just was like, Scott, you know what? Um, my interview that y'all recorded, don't even show it because I didn't like it. I, I wasn't feeling it. It was boring. It was typical of what's going on now. And when I do things or if I'm a part of anything, I like shock value. Gotcha. That's what we living in now of a world of shock it will, value. We don't. We won't accept anything unless it's exactly. shock value. Exactly. I mean, take a look at the way that. I mean, I, 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 a quick opinion for it. just give me your opinion. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, to. Don't get deep if you don't choose. But it's like I'm watching the news, man. and I'm telling you something. I get sick of it every single day. I get up in the morning, and the first thing I do, I turn on the news. I'm trying to figure out that I missed something last night. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know if there's a bombing or whether we got you know nuked or something. Mm-hmm. So I flip it on, and then within five minutes, I'm disgusted because they keep hitting me with images that they really just want to hit me with to shock me. Exactly. I mean, I don't need to see dead bodies laying in the street. You That's can right. tell me about it. I can visualize. I know what that is. That's you right. don't have to put the camera in close to see a bleeding head. Right. I don't need to see a mother who's been ripped in half. That's I don't right. need to. to I, I understand when you say war. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I right now I'm saying war to you. What image comes to your face? Rockets, bombs, yeah, bang, bang, bang. So, so, dude, I mean, come on, now. I do not, and maybe it's because we just feel that it's okay. I, let me throw that out. I'm sorry, I, I was digressed in the wrong direction, my friend. Hey, you know, man. Hey, this I, is what we do on the Uncle Monty show. When here. I speak to my nephew, we, we, I got we, to get his that, opinion. That's right. We got to be a hundred on this show. Absolutely, man. Don't right. play no games. That's and, right. and so, I mean, let, let's talk a little bit. It is 4:20. All right. And you know, again, I started off at the top of the saying. And look at, dude, I've been advocating like yourself for 20 years. Yes. 20. This ain't been the last 5, 10 when people jumped on the green rush. You and I have been in the streets taking the hits for this for 20 years. Yes. We've seen major breakthroughs. I, I, you know, I, I, was, I was, again, looking up, I'm going to talk about it today at the 420 event. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't understand that just back as early or just recently as, as February 23rd, 2022, it was published in Science Advances that some scientists were taking a look at pharmaceutically derived CBD. Now, let me explain for a second. When I use the term pharmaceutically derived, I'm talking about they have literally extracted CBD 
And they claim to, I'm putting, you look at me while I'm doing this, I'm putting up the little air quotes. They're claiming that they are extracting it at a pharmaceutical grade level, which isn't the same grade level that a lot of people who are providing products that you get in your local dispensary or you're getting in the grocery store do. Uh, let's get this shit straight. Because, I mean, brother, when they extract um, olive oil from olives, they don't necessarily do this at a pharmaceutical level. They're not testing to make sure that there's no residual uh, uh, carcinogens there. They're not testing to see if there's no residual fats and things. that aren't. So a pharmaceutical grade CBD, uh, let, me, let me give the pharmaceutical company the process to say, it's commercially done in a way that is, I don't think you can get much finer. There are some CBD and cannabis manufacturers in this country, I'm working with a group out of Boston right now. It's called Freshly Baked. And these brothers, I'm telling you, it's a brother and a sister who, and I'm calling a sister. She, people get mad at me because the sister is Caucasian, but I'm calling her sister anyway. Yes, of course. She is my sister. That's, that's right. They, they literally pride themselves on producing a really good quality product. That's the reason why I team with them in Massachusetts to have my products produced. So anyway, let's get back to the, this point. So the CBD has now been proven to block the replication of the SARS-CoV virus. You hear what I'm saying? SARS-CoV, the thing that we have all been hunkered down in our home for for the last two years. Mm -hmm. In February of this year, they just figured out that CBD can block the replication of the virus in your body in the early infection. They don't want you They're to know not, that. I'm not, I'm not, anybody who's listening to me, did I say the word cure? I didn't say cure. That's right. I didn't say, I didn't say anything. Block. I said block the replication of the SARS cells. And by blocking that replication, that inhibits the spike protein or it limits the spike protein's ability to enter our cells, which means that if more research was done immediately, like we supposedly did this you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, rocket space research for our vaccines. If we were doing rocket safe, uh, rocket pace research on CBD and COVID, we could come up with a possible prophylactic to COVID. Skip the mask. Take three or four drops CD, CBD in the morning. Goodbye. Exactly. Could I'm saying could be. We need to do extra research, but clearly this research has been done enough to date to prove that it's efficacious. Well, I got one question for that. Yes, sir. Does the big farmers want that? Hell no. Hell to the no. The hell to the no. That, all their money into stopping that. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. That's, that's our song, brother. I got it, ready? Right? You know, uh, does big farmer really want really, that? Hell, hell to the no. no. <laughs> Do the big farmers really want that? Hell no. No. That's right. Come on, no, man. They I'm sorry. They don't. Because they, they don't. you know, look, if they can get, the, the brother, I'm on a medication because of my MS. That costs approximately fifteen hundred dollars a month, every month. Not not twelve last month, fifteen this month, three hundred next month. No, 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 fifteen hundred a month every month. Now, I don't know what big pharma is getting for these vaccines because nobody's ever told you. I, I, you. You all assume that when you go down to CVS and get your free vaccine. That CVS didn't get paid, you better check yourself. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Come on now. It's just the same way as we so quickly wrote. But that's what I'm sorry, I gotta digress again. Uh, this morning, I just heard, man, 80, another $80 billion in 
warfare supplies going to Ukraine mm. today. Mm. That's around 240 back in three or four months. Mm -hmm. Two we can come up with $240 billion Damn. to send to Ukraine to help them Well, we can't even come up with a billion dollars to help teach cops to stop being so ridiculously racist. Some of them, not all of them. Not all of them. And let's make sure I'm get that really clear. I am a big supporter of the police department. I have never in my life used any terms about uh, 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 trying to restrict the police other than making them police themselves. How about we come up with a billion dollar program to teach cops across the country that it's okay to tell on the one who's sitting across from you who's got the KKK uniform in his locker. That's right. What? $240 billion in three months? I, that, and, 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 well, anyway, so let's get back to the conversation at hand. <laughs> so I just told you that not only in the last year have we figured out that COVID I mean, that CBD could have impact on COVID. That's right. Block. The thing that shut down the world mm -hmm. for the last two and a half years. That's right. But how about I tell you about there's some research that came out of Australia very recently that reports that they have figured out that CBD and possibly THC may impact cell signaling pathways in pancreatic cancer. One of the toughest cancers on the planet, it may block the pathways of signals between cells in cancer, giving people with pancreatic cancer who have a death sentence once they get it a longer period of life. I'm talking about in 20 years, well, really in 10 years, they've discovered that they really discovered it in the last couple of years after they've been researching pancreatic cancer at this particular university in, Florida, in Australia for the last 10. So the breakthroughs in cannabis have been not just profound, they've been extraordinary. And yet we still have a Senate that won't pass a basic banking bill. What do you think, my brother? I mean, I, here we are. How do you feel we, we, we've done in the last year? You see, I mean, the industry likes to pat itself on the back. Well, we just opened up 12 new dispensaries. We just opened up. We just decided to come up with a brand new, you know, TAC-8 derivative that nobody can test against. Yeah, we keep louding all of the bullshit. That's right. And not talking about the fact that the Moore Act is passed five times by the, by the Congress. Hasn't passed once by the Senate. Absolutely. And we were talking about the fact that, you know, as much as we believe that we're making advances in cannabis experience in America, we're taking steps back. There are just as many people being arrested this year as was in 2018. We did have a little bit of a moratorium in the last couple of years due to COVID. Uh-huh. And due to some of the regulations that have changed, because if you remember, uh, a lot of the 36 states, not all of them, several states considered cannabis to be an essential service. So they kept uh, dispensaries open. They allowed dispensaries to deliver. There were several states that changed some of the regulations. So some of the minor possession arrests kind of fell off mm -hmm. toward 2019, 2020, 21, fell off. But they're bouncing back. You know, there's this information that says to me that uh, I, I picked up some information today saying that back in 2018, there were just as many arrests for minor cannabis offenses as it was in 2010. 
So out of one side of my mouth, we're saying that we want to support regulations and, and changes of regulation. But out of the other side of my mouth, they're estimating that three billion dollars a year is spent by states to still enforce draconian cannabis laws. So what do you think? Brother? What, I, what, I, what I can say, honestly, in layman terms, because, uh, you know, I'm I, I I'm street smart. All right. Um, and layman terms, it's like I figured the the big pharma companies and the industry that don't want to see cannabis come through as a, a as a digestion for people to heal. They're paying just as much money to stop this information for us to get about the pancreatitis pancreas cancer right. how much of the hill they are putting money out to stop that information they're shutting a lot of people up um the research should continue we need to uh, we need to uh have companies that's willing to invest money for research for the healing of you, you know why we have to because we keep hearing all these damn congressmen and senators when they, you walk up and ask well i i would probably see some some i probably would agree if there was some research done but they've not been doing it well let, let me let me school you mr congressman mr senator in the last 10 years there have been 35,000 peer-reviewed studies released and published in the world the last year and a half 3500 plus peer-reviewed study documents released and published that's more published information about any other drug in the market that's more published information than a drug that's in your house and in every house across america right now that doesn't even need a prescription that your child can come home and suck down a half a bottle of and be lying dead on your bed your, your kitchen floor that's right it's called aspirin. Mm -hmm. It hasn't even been studied as much as cannabis. Alcohol hasn't been studied as much as cannabis. We know that in recent polls, nine out of 10 Americans believe that medical cannabis should be made legal. Six out of 10 believe that cannabis should just be made legal. It's ridiculous to me that we're living in a time when we won't listen to the will of the people. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm positive this has probably had a lot to do with you forming and helping to found, excuse me, the National Cannabis Party, Absolutely. which you invited me to be a part of. And I'm so happy to say that I'm serving now as the chairman of the board. And I want to share with our listeners that, you know, uh, what you hope to achieve with NCP, but let them know that they can go up on our website with ncp.com okay. and just take a little read on it. So make sure they do. But what are you hoping to achieve with us? Okay. Well, far as NCP, uh, National Cannabis Party, uh, in layman's terms, for my people out there that don't know what we are and who we are and what we're about, um, like I always say, we have the uh, Republican Party, we have the Democratic Party, and we have the FEC-approved, first-of-its-kind National Cannabis Party, which means that our party can actually put someone in the president's chair one day. Um, we're about the, uh, the fabric of the cannabis industry, uh, the greater good of it, and, we'll, and we... We want to give this plant back to the people at the end of the day. Um, talking about uh, equity empowerment for our people, uh, talking about the areas that's been affected by the war on drugs in the community. We want to tap in and most of all hold these political figures that say they're going to do something when they get in the office seat, hold them accountable to doing it. Because a lot of these political uh, figures, they, they talk a lot, 
but they get up in the seat and they forget what they talked about. I'm not going to put it in your mouth. I'll put it out of my mouth. But if you guys remember that both Biden and Harris talked oh, yes, a lot did. of smack when they yes, were running they for did. office. Oh, yes. As soon as we get in office, the first hundred days, we're going to pass them. Like, they ain't done. Did nothing. Jack doo-doo. Did nothing. Nothing. Nothing and at all. Except for come out and say that, well, I still believe the cannabis is a gateway drug. That happens to come out of Biden's mouth. When we now know that cannabis might be an exit drug for exactly. things like opioid addiction. Exactly. And an exit drug for any other greater uh, uh, drug use. That's right. So it, it's really bizarre to me that, um, you know, here we are sitting here at 2022, getting ready to look at a midterm election. And knowing that the same yin-yang is being talked by some of these idiots out there, it blows my mind, you know, to hear every time I hear any elected official say, well, we need to have more research. I came out of, um, uh, 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 man, um, you know, people are afraid, afraid of things that they can't control. Yes. That's Absolutely. what it's all and about. If you go all the way back to day one, that's the reason why it was prohibited anyway, because right. it was being prohibited by the 1937 Tax Act, not because of the fact that it was such a, they considered such a bad drug. Then they, they spent all their years trying to vilify it after in 1941, it was a study that was done by then the mayor of New York, whose name was De La Guardia who commissioned a study that came back and said that it was one of the most egregiously offensive things that the government had done in 1941. Mm. Mm. And, you know, people don't know that we turned around in 1946-47 and required farmers to grow hemp for our war effort. That's oh, right. You didn't know that, did you? No. A lot of people didn't know that. So, you know, it goes back to the idea of the fact that I talk to people all the time and I say to them, you know, you got to really do your study and due diligence and recognize that America wasn't built on cotton and tobacco. No. America was built on the back of hemp and was shut down because big business didn't want a competitor. Big business being Charles DuPont and William Randolph Hearst. They didn't want competitors in you know, creating textiles and also cutting down the big trees. So that's who funded all of this prohibition in some of the early racist media attempts to vilify this drug. What do you think, you know, that's, I mean, that's almost like I'm asking you to put on a crystal ball and I shouldn't ask you to do that, but, you know, do you think we're going to see any headway in the next year or two? I think because of the National Cannabis Party, the louder we get, I think the more noise we get to make, I think it's going to have a pretty profound impact. I, I think we are. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of headway because a lot of people are now tuned in. And what I what I what I do stress is like, for example, I'm going to go back to one of the questions that you asked me before. This is what do I uh, see to accomplish through the National Cannabis Party in this cannabis industry? One of the main things I want to see and I know it's going to happen that uh, of this kind of magnitude that we are, I want to challenge the government on why they still have a patent. On this plant. Oh, and they keep extending it too. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, in case you don't know, it's it's six six zero three five zero seven. That's the patent number. You can look it up yourself today. Look it up today when you do, and you'll read the abstract. And in the abstract, the government outlines exactly why they think CBD and cannabinoids are efficacious in the treatment of many things, from ischemic uh, insults, meaning um, uh, strokes. Uh, neurological uh, uh, damage. So the government studied this and paid for with your tax dollars in mm -hmm. the 80s and 90s some of the most extensive research on cannabis out there, discovering and back then. It. Stamped it. 
It's discovering back then that we all as mammals have in ourselves this endocannabinoid system that they're just now starting to teach in colleges across the country to doctors who didn't notice themselves. Come on now. Exactly. And and that's why I'm and that's why it's like besides seeing challenging the government government with a panel, I want to take it off of a schedule one. That's my biggest thing. Like I we I would love for our party to yeah, deschedule it and take it off of the list with cocaine and heroin and everything. It don't belong there. And I believe once we do that, we can see a lot of change. Now, far as what uh to answer your question about uh what do I see far as the National Cannabis Party uh doing in the future of it and the future of the cannabis industry, um I think it will be changed. We have to not only uh, bring awareness to what's going on political-wise in this industry, but bring awareness to the average user, the average consumer, the average legend, the average MSO that's in this business or wanting to get in this business. Even if you're just a smoker, you are an educator. For example, I was on one talk panel, right? And... This guy told a story. He was like, yeah, you know, my mom, she was sick. So she kept on trying over the counter uh, drugs or whatever for her problem. I introduced her to CBD and she says she loves it now. It helps her with her pain better than the over the counter drugs. And I had to let him know that. You, but at the end of his sentence, he said, he said, I'm, I'm nobody to y'all. How do I get down? And and I told him, I said, brother. What you just did for your moms and your grandmother, introducing them to CBD, you are educating. You are educating them. So don't think you're not an educator if you're turning someone on about this plant and what it can do. You might not need, you don't have to say in detail what it does to, you know, to make yourself seem smart. But you educated your moms and your grandma to try another product from a plant that helped them. So I look at you as an educator. And that's what this industry needs to be doing right now. We're spending so much time, especially in the last couple of years, trying to, again, reach B2B. Businesses to businesses, you know, selling lamps, selling this, selling that, selling this. And not really doing what we should be doing, and that's educating the masses, educating the consumer. Yes. We know for a fact that cannabis really can help the baby boomer generation. That's right. Um, Especially to relieve some of the, you know, multi-pharmaceutical prescription drugs that they're taking. Some cannabis can help relieve and lessen the number of those that you're doing. And so... I mean, it, it, it's incumbent on me to try to figure out, and that's why I'm doing this this podcast, so let's be blunt, is to try to bring as much education to the masses as I possibly can. I'm not trying to tell you that I, the cannabis cures anything. I'm just trying to tell you that there is research out there that proves that it has remarkable effects in their, their many different areas, and it shouldn't be hidden from the public. That's right. That's we should right. all have an opportunity, if we choose to, to making a choice as an adult. If I got the choice to walk in the liquor store and buy myself a fifth of something, some brown liquor, I should be able to walk into the same store and pick myself up a pack of uh, a squibs. Oh, you will when big farmers take over. Absolutely. Oh, you will. Like I said, they, they're afraid of things that they can't control. And right now they don't have a control on it and they're afraid. And that's also another, another thought. What's your thoughts about the fact that, you know, look, look at the legacy market, man. I mean, what I mean by the legacy market is all those mom and pop growers around mm-hmm. the country who've been doing this for 20 years now being pushed out, pushed aside. Right. 
their businesses being not necessarily all of them absorbed either. Not of all of them are getting uh, getting bought out. They're just being pushed out because they can't compete. Exactly. And that's what comes where that's where the National Party, uh, National Cannabis Party comes in. It's like, you know, we know the moms and pops that have been around for years supporting this cannabis plan, having a business. And when it goes federal, a lot of things will change and people don't recognize that they still moving on the profit and not the purpose of this industry. And I think it's fucked up. Bottom line. I just think it's fucked up that, 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 you know, that the services of the moms and pops and the legacy have to be pushed aside and they have no one to grasp to say, I need help. Yeah, nobody championing the cause for them. I mean, and I'm I'm glad that NCP is going to be one of those champions. Um, but at the same time, it just it just blows my mind that you know some of these MSOs that you talk about, these multi-state operators in cannabis, you know, these are people who are run have companies run by people that they brought on their boards, doctors and lawyers and other people who ten years ago were the ones out in the street talking about no cannabis should never be made legal. Get exactly. the, you know what out of here just because you can make a buck now, all of a sudden you change your mind. Exactly. That's and people don't even want to recognize that, but they want to jump on board and say, yeah, I can get my ten dollars from this one, or you know, get my my little cheap payoff from this guy mm-hmm. sell out mm-hmm. and not recognize that at the end of the day, they may be selling out to somebody who's going to turn back the same way they were 10 years ago and come out against. Wow. See, I, 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 you know, I, 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 dude, I'm telling you when you let the fox in the hen house, <laughs> you know what? Eventually all the hens get eaten. That's right. And right this minute, you know, we're letting foxes all up in the hen house yes. thinking that they are, they want to be a fox and, Lead the chart? Hell no. No. I think deep down inside, some of these people have ulterior motives that they think if I can control XYZ part of this industry, I can just turn my back when the Fed tells me to. That's and what have I lost? That's right. You like you know what? That's a real valuable point. Like I I kind of thought of if I kind of thought in that way, in that term of like, you know what? These people that don't have the money to support their brand and they do hire the bigger uh, an investor but their their investor don't want shit to do with the plant don't care about the plant Correct. and they would turn they would turn a back to the cause and not even support it how about a lot of these they could be planted shit come on how about a lot of these people who got bought out because of their brands and the next thing you know they said well we're going to change the name of your brand yeah so you just bought me out and now you get rid of me. And that buyout wasn't <laughs> diddly. I don't care if you got $5 million. That ain't diddly shit when it comes to cannabis and hemp That's over right. the course of the next 10 years. That's right. So, hmm, is there an ulterior motive on the part of some of these people who are at the time? Th- I'm just they saying. They could be planted there to I'm do just, what they're going to do. I'm just saying. I'm not. Hey, listen, know? the government thinks 20 to 30 years ahead. Correct. Correct. And they know how to send plants and people to distract. I'm just Be saying. Be very careful. Just saying. I'm just saying too. <laughs> you come on, brother. Well, look, man, let's go on a lighter note. I mean, you've been traveling extensively, you know, and, and, and literally going from state to state. Are you able to, if you choose to, imbibe in the states that you're going to? Yes. Um, most like most of the uh, states I go to are cannabis friendly. Got it. And, uh, you know, those states that I do go to that are not cannabis friendly, 
I'm still cannabis friendly regardless. So I, I I no longer fear, put it that way. Nowhere, no matter where I go, if even if I go to a state that don't support cannabis, I no longer fear being locked up. Right. Because I know now I have a voice. Gotcha. And it will be recognized if I am locked up or or be incarcerated. So I'm not afraid anymore. Like I don't look over my shoulder to to hit a, a joint or a blunt no more. I'm smoking confidently. Gotcha. Proudly now, gotcha. no matter where I go. So, uh, yeah, everywhere is cannabis friendly to me. Gotcha. You know, I, I, I probably on the, am on the same tip, except for, you know, I got to tell you, though, I still every now and then look over my shoulder. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I mean, because that's the brother in us. Yeah, you <laughs> yes, know, gotta, so, yeah, I can look over my shoulder if I'm just sipping a Coke. Exactly. <laughs> and I wish exactly. I don't sip any Cokes, but exactly. I mean, just the case, right? All right, well, now, but tell me a little bit about now. Your tour is started now again with Method Man? Uh, no, no tour. We're just okay. doing spot dates. Uh, April is our busiest month, so we usually do a lot of gigs in April because of the 420 month and everything. And, you know, this month is definitely supported by cannabis. So, you know, April is our busiest month. We won't go back on tour to probably when we drop a album together again. Are you thinking about that? Is that in the works? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm dropping an album this summer, a solo album called Muddy Waters 2. Be on the lookout for that. Um... I'm dropping another single next month on June, no, May 20th, uh, called uh, So Cool, and another one in June 20th called uh, That Bullshit. So I'm just, here's the thing, I'm just going to stay active and relevant here on in until I retire. That's the plan, because Mm. I got a lot of work I got to do. There you go. Well, you know, again, you got to drop the new single. Uh, uh, just last night, which is called Jane. Yes, and yes, yes. I'm telling you, it is fire, folks. You, I'm telling you, you, you got you. to hear this. If you haven't heard it, here, I'm just gonna give him just a little teen, 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 teen. <laughs> I'm saying just enough to make. Yes, you. Uncle Monty promoting. Come me on, like, man. Yo, wow, how this is the best. I'm a grown man now, so, you know, I got to do songs with purpose. I got to have lyrics with purpose now. I can't just be talking to 20-year-old shit I used to talk about. Well, there you go, but yeah. it is purposeful, man, and people, right. people are responding and loving it. Any other projects you're working on? Um, besides the Dab Rose uh, season two, uh, directing that, uh, just the album and and myself. Gotcha. Like I've like honestly, Uncle Monty, I, it's been uh, eleven months since I rolled a full blunt to myself mm-hmm. and smoked. Um, I might hit a hit a two hit a quitter every other week or something, but I have slowed down with smoking a lot. Um, I'm getting more tuned into. Loving myself, awareness of myself, the spiritual side of myself, uh, the more healthier side of myself. And that's really been it right now. Um, I've been doing a lot. First of all, I've been doing a lot of work with my boy, Do It All Do, uh, Dupre Kelly from Newark, New Jersey. He's from Lords of the Underground, another big rap group that came from the 90s. Um, we're doing a lot of work in our city uh far as our 211 community impact that's a nonprofit that we have in our city that's been putting in work for the last 10 years and since he's a a, a hip-hop figure and i'm a hip-hop figure he's been trying to run for a political position oh wow so we figure like 
you know, we know we get money for for Newark, New Jersey. We want to see where that money is being put at, like for yeah. us education and, and 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 equity for our community. So he's now running for councilman of our ward, the oh, West Ward. And if he wins, he will be the first in history of a hip hop artist to win a political position. So uh, I've been working with him on this campaign for that. So check out my boy Do It All Do. If you from uh, Newark, New Jersey area, please vote on May 10th. What's the website? Do, do you have a website for him? Um, you can check out uh, www.211communityimpact. Okay. It's not hard to find. And 211CI on the IG. Um, but you can find out the work that we're doing through his uh, IG as well. And you can find him at Dupre Kelly Do It All Do on the IG. But uh, if we win, and we will win, he will be the first hip-hop artist, well, industry artist, to win a political position. And we're making history. There you go, man. How about anything else? If people want to find out more about you, where would they go? Oh, yeah. You want to find out about me? I'm on Twitter at The Real Red Man on Twitter, on the IG, Red Man Gilla, G-I-L-L-A. And there's a lot of fake you know, uh, IG uh, tags out there that's not mine. Make sure you check the one with the blue check. Um, you can check us, check me out um, on the website, uh, www.redmansworld, to see the things that I'm doing as well, like far as merch and uh, my next shows, et cetera, et cetera. And you can check out the store in Staten Island, uh, Richmond Hood Company, uh, 827 Castleton Avenue, Staten Island, New York. There you go. Come yeah. on, man. But you can mainly check out NCP, National Cannabis Party, and join us. Like, I have to stress, too, that to all the dispensaries and other uh, cannabis platforms that we're not in competition. So don't feel that the cannabis party is in a competition. We're here to be an umbrella for the cannabis industry. We don't deal with the plant directly. We don't deal with products directly. We just deal with the fabric of the industry and the political side of it. So please join us. Help us put paint where it ain't. And you can do that by reaching out to www.nationalcannabisparty.org. And join us and just see the work that we're doing. Absolutely, my friend. Well, I'm telling you, I can't say enough, brother. Every time I ask you, you, you jump up and say, yeah, I'm in, brother. What do you want to do? Absolutely. And, I, you know, and, and Rich keeps it real, but I'm telling you, I, I literally have, have loved uh, all the work that we've been able to do together with the two podcasts we've already done. And I'm Absolutely. guarantee you, this one will blow up just as big as the last one did. Absolutely. Absolutely, my and, friend. And, you know, anytime you I, – I, I, tell me a little bit more about – you know that show Dabros? Should the I Dab be on Rose, there? <laughs> absolutely. The Dabros, um, like it's it's out right now. Like they did a season one, um, and they're coming down to their final episodes. But we're in const- under construction right now with season two. I'm directing season two. Um, and the Dabros, you can check them out on the IG at the Dabros on the IG and other platforms as well. And like I said, the the dab roast is about dabbing the world of dabbing. Mm-hmm. But then again, when I came aboard as far as directing it, I opened it up to the world, to the cannabis industry. Yeah. So we will be tapping into all the dabbers because you know, this. like, I'm amazed how many dabbers it is out there. Like it's the concentrate world is ridiculous. So, you know, that's, that's what I just released. I released, you know, my own uh, product line, which is, uh, uh, in Massachusetts, my THC line is now, it's really weird because, you know, you got to have one name for your THC line and another name for your CBD line. My THC line is called Inspire by Montel. But what I've done is I'm the only one creating a, a formulation of 
for an oil that mm. is both CBD and THC together. Nice. Along with a proprietary terpene formulation on top of each one. So I have like a 95, 5, and 5, which is a, a 95% by volume THC, 5% CBD, and then have about 5% extra terpenes put on top. I, I use a, a wide, sort of broad spectrum extraction technique where the terpenes are already there, but then I add some more right on top of it. All hemp-based. I'm one of the only vape pens in the market that doesn't use any food grade terpenes whatsoever. All hemp-based. And then I have a 50-50, which is 50% THC, 50% CBD. And then I have a 90% CBD and 10% THC by volume together. Wow. Which is the highest CBD concentration of vape pen with THC in the entire marketplace. Each one of those has their own specific terpenes to elicit response. But that oil is vaporable, dabbable, smokable, and edible. Aha. Wow. Yeah, brother. That's how that's how we roll when it comes to hey, listen. You know, freshly baked. I could tell everybody right now, like, Uncle Monty is not just knowledgeable and a connoisseur of this cannabis industry, but his products are fucking fabulous. Remember, mm. I tried your product Absolutely. in Vegas. Well, you know that what happened? I had a manufacturer out there, mm-hmm. California. Vegas, and then I, I ended that relationship, but then I just started a brand new relationship. And I'm gonna tell you something, dude. These guys out of Massachusetts, if you ever get up in that state, you got to go by and just reach out to any. I mean, I'm gonna probably be in about 30 different dispensaries right now. I'm in 10, mm-hmm. but reach out to them and say you want my Inspire Energy. If you can get a, a test of that, I guarantee you, you won't go back. Wow. Well, if you won't hate anybody else, so you'll be like, damn, if you ain't got inspired, never mind. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When I start my product, I'm going to come to you and ask you for advice. Like, come who on. should I fuck with? Like, come on. And not, they, only that, not only that, I'll help you with formulation, brother. Yes. We have so much room in this space. I'm just getting warmed up. That's right. I mean, the, the, the skew that I released in, in uh, Massachusetts is all vape pens, but I'm going to take that same oil and put it in a way that you can just deliver the oil any way you want. You can put it on your food. You can like, put it on your tongue. You can put it on a cracker. You can smoke it, Drop put a drop of it on top of a bowl of some flour if you choose to smoke it that way. Or if you want to, go ahead and dab it. You can put it in a dab rig, but I'm going to tell you, if you do that with me, you best go slow. Ah. Please do, because I'm telling Let me tell you, as a vape, it's, it's, it's fire. But as a fucking dab, oh my God, it's a torch, man. You I'm telling that? you. I'm telling Matter you. Matter of fact, Uncle Monty, I'm going to feature your product on our show. I pre I will we'll get you all the artwork for it so you can take a look and then you know I will be releasing within the next month my CBD line in all 50 states that's under uh live better by Montel okay. that's l i v b e t r by Montel that will be deliverable you'll be able to order that online and get that so that's gonna be CBD with proprietary hemp terpenes because mm-hmm. again you know I, you know you know i've been talking about this for the last 15 years that's right i mean i don't know how this industry decided that the only thing of value was going to be thc when well, we know this plant's probably got about 250 cannabinoids in it and we know that there are 2500 uses for the plant already so uh we know by science that the entourage effect is where it's at and you only get that when you combine all of the active functioning components of the plant together. That's right. Absolutely. Well, Brad, I'm telling you, brother, it's been so good to talk to you. What time are you, you, you off tonight? No, I'm, I'm on tonight at Red Rocks 945. Let me ask you, do you dab? Sure. You know what? Let me tell you. 
I dabbed hard. <laughs> Brother, let me tell you something. We got to get you on the episode. I dabbed hard. For, look, you, if I come on an episode, if I can bring you a little oil, I'm telling you, I dabbed so hard for about a year and a half. Uh-huh. It had nothing to do with what I ended up having an illness that kind of shook me to my core and I had to, to take a break for a minute. Um, uh, but I remember you asked me if I dab. I did a, a demonstration of my products in San Francisco. What was that at, Keith? Was um, we were Barbary we, Coast. Barbary Coast. Mm-hmm. I did. I did, <laughs> I did a presentation at Barbary Coast one time. Where we had hmm, four, three, three different dab machines set up, mm-hmm. and I took a dab with every customer that walked in that door. Mm. So it was probably 150 people showed up that night. Wow! I did 100. About a hundred dabs myself. By my, yeah, no kidding. I remember, I remember at the end of the evening, literally not even feeling like I was touching the floor, man. You know, what I mean, I, I floated back to my room and laid down. It took me probably an hour to 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 stop thinking I was still dabbing because it was. I mean, that's how hard it hits. And I know that this oil that we've just now created. I, you know, I did one dab of it once it was done. I did a dab of it just to make sure that, you know, nobody was going to get in trouble if they did it. And I realized, hmm, I got to give you the message. You mess with Monty, you best roll slow. Because if you don't, Ooh. I, 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 mm-hmm. you hear that dabbers? When you fuck with Uncle Monty product, don't sleep. You oh, better go slow. Go slow, cause you jump out there and think, oh no, I, I can, I can. Yeah, well, you because we, we got some heavy dabbers like far as on the team, Monty. So I gotta yeah, let them know. Be, I best let them know, cause I have, I've had some heavy ones walk in, and next thing you know, I'm helping them up off the floor. Oh shit! You know, you don't need, you don't need to be, you don't need to be sucking in from three, four. That's right. Try to see if I can get everything right now before they take it away. Uh, uh-uh, uh, you best go. And calm down. Calm remember, down remember, what was that movie that the, uh, Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy was in? Um, Harlem uh, Nights. Harlem Nights. Remember? Yes. Remember yeah, the very yeah, 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 He told the dude in the, in the cell, take just take a little breath. Yes. That's, what, that's what you best be doing mm-hmm. when you mess with Monty. Don't that's be right. messing around. You, you heard it first that Rose, matter of fact, Uncle Monty on our show, like, you know, we have people that interview uh, other figures, but, and then on top of that, we, we have, uh, Actors or political figures, sports figures that just take five dabs and five questions and they just record it to their phone. I'm going to do that for you. I want you to <laughs> take your hit your product five times, oh, answer five questions Woo. and uh, let it rip. Woo. Yes. Woo, I yes. know I'm going to get in trouble that day. Because, yeah. you know, you know I, it's hard to keep my mouth shut just taking a hit. That's right. You know, I'm telling you. So, man, I can't say thank you enough. You are always welcome here, Brad. You of know course. that. Of course. Let's be blunt. Anytime yes. you want. You know, and the next time you come on, if you want, you got to bring anybody from your team on. They can be there with you. I know Safita. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, works with the NCP. If she wants to come the president, on. president, salute to my and, sister, and we Safita. Already have, I did have her on as a guest on my podcast to talk about what she's gone through with her child. Right, that's and right. And she blew that up. People love to hear that story. Mm-hmm. And now she's the president of NCP. Absolutely. So, you know, if you want to come on with her at some point in time, this is your home. So, Absolutely. whatever you need. It. Especially, you know, you want to blow up when that release comes out for single number two. Let yes. me know. You already know I'm here. Thank you all. <laughs> and I call Uncle Uncle Monty. I hey. call Montel Uncle Monty. Alright, don't be taking my name. No. Everybody think you could call him Uncle Monty. You have to earn that. And you got to ask 
asked Reg for permission exactly. to call me Monty. Uncle He's Monty. the only person in the whole country that calls That's me right. that. The whole world that I'm allowed to call me that. <laughs> so before I remember we were on a call one time, I said, oh, I like that. Let me call you Monty. Uh, 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 Reg uh, said, no, uh, uh, I am. Uh, 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 you got to earn that. That's right. That's you right. got to earn that. Thank All you, right, y'all. You be well. Make sure you tune into the next Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Yes, sir. Thanks for joining me on Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Please make sure you're subscribed and hit the bell to be notified when new episodes post each week. We'd love to hear your feedback also, so please send us your comments.